am a Revelation Wellness Instructor. I 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 am a Revelation Wellness Instructor. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. You just heard from some of our brand new fitness teacher gospel preachers who just graduated from Platoon 28 Revelation Wellness Instructor Training. We are so excited to welcome 177 new instructors to the Revelation Wellness family. And we hope that you will help us cheer them on as they go out into their communities to spread the good news of the gospel through fitness. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes if you want to watch the whole official Platoon 28 video. It is such a joy to see them on their journey to freedom. You don't want to miss that whole video. And hey, if becoming a fitness teacher gospel preacher sounds like something that interests you, Platoon 29 is enrolling now. We would love to have you join us as we train and equip you to share the good news of our very good bodies in your community. We are a people on mission together to get free, stay free, and set others free. And we would love for you to join us on mission. And also, don't forget Rev Wild, another one of our incredible instructor training tracks, is also registering for Squad 3. So if you feel led to lead others out into the wild of God's creation, then this is your place. You can learn more about both instructor training tracks on our website by swiping up for the link. And now on to our latest episode of Revving the Word. We love to share these with you and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Well, hello, friends. I'm Elisa Keaton, and I just woke up. (laughs) You can hear it in my voice. So I'm going to take some deep breaths and shake my body out a bit. Just coming off of our four-day virtual retreat for Platoon 28, and wow. It's just wow. But when you stand that close to the glory of the Lord for four days, <laughs> you need some rest afterwards. <laughs> so we're going to move today as a get-to. I slept hard yesterday. I slept deep last night. How did you sleep? It's a good question. I pray that you are getting good sleep. God, give your people good sleep. It's part of the walking and living in faith is we get rest. And now we 
get to move. Because everything with a brain was made to move. And then it hits a point where it must rest and sleep. And I pray that you have moments of rest in your day. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. As we continue looking at the I am statements of Jesus in scripture. These are all recorded in John. And I love them. I love that these are I am statements. Because we will not know who we are unless we know who he is. Jesus came to show us the kingdom. So let's find out more about the kingdom today. What do you say? Take some deep breath. Get in your body. Lift the corners of your mouth. This is a good day. Maybe it's a good evening. Turn off your calorie counters if you're if you're trying to serve two kingdoms. It's not going to work out too great. <laughs> if you're trying to get your fit and slap Jesus on it, little bumper sticker, put a cross on it. Mm. It'll frustrate you because the spirit is opposed to the flesh, and the flesh is opposed to the spirit. So God, you are fully invited completely to come into our hearts and move around come into our brains move things around talk to us about our soul desires have your way have your way your way your truth and your life in Jesus name Amen. And that's one of the I am statements of Jesus later that we'll get to. I am the way, the truth, and the life. But before we get there, let's be here. Last week, we pressed into, I am the light of the world, Jesus said. Before that, I am the bread of life. I love that one. Everyone's looking for life. Come on, everyone wants more life. Today, John 10, 7. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And I love this part. Get a picture. And we'll go in and out and find pasture. That's verse nine, let me say it again, think in pictures. I am the door. If anyone enters 
by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. This is the word of the Lord. When I was young, I can remember many times I would forget my key to my house. <laughs> right? I, I even kind of wonder today, you know, I don't even use a key to my house, to my front door. I come in and out my garage. I press a button, I'm in and out. So I come in my garage, and then I come in my garage door. Well, when I was a kid, I didn't have a car, and so I was given a front key, a door, or a key to the front door, right, to come in and out. If my parents weren't home, I had a key. I could go in and out. <laughs> and sometimes I would forget my key. <laughs> sometimes I'd lose my key, or someone would leave and I didn't know I needed my key. So I would approach my house and I would see, oh, there's no car home. You know, and I just getting home from school, I just want to get inside and watch Gilligan's Island and eat my after school snack. And I see no car, oh no. No one's home. I don't have a key. Please let the front door be open. Please let the front door be open. And I would get there, surely no door, no open door. So then what goes on next in your mind? How can I get in? How can I get in? For me, I would begin to go to the windows. <laughs> we had this one window that didn't lock or close all the way too great. And I knew if I could shimmy it, I could get in. It was still, never knew if it was going to work or not. But sure enough, sometimes, those are the good days, I could shimmy that door or window open and crawl in. And I can remember one time this happened at my friend's house. She forgot her key. Her mom was gone and I was going to her house after school. And her house was very different than mine. She had a a dog, a small dog, with a doggy door. And when we approach and we can't get in, and she's a tall girl, she can't fit in through the doggy door. But she looks at me, I look at her, and she's like, this is the only way in. And I think you're small enough to do it. <laughs> and so of course, I'm like, let's get in. Pushing my body through a doggy door fit for a chihuahua. No joke. Pushing myself, scraping my body to try and get in. We laughed so hard. I was about 12 years old. I could do it then. Sure enough, in the doggy door, into the house, 
once I get in, I can go in and unlock all the doors. I can unlock all the windows. Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Go ahead and bring your intensity up towards a seven. Five is anything you're doing deliberately to move. Seven, you start to notice your breath. But can you bring, joy has to be leading you. So when we hear Jesus say, I am the door, I spent a lot of time on this one, just asking him, tell me more about that. Why would you say you're the door? <laughs> it's not very exciting. A door, such an inanimate object, like light, you know, illuminates a dark space. I, I want light, I don't want to be in the dark. I get the need, we talked about that last week. Bread of life, yeah, give me some of that. But a door? And doors represent entryways. Think about it, look around right now. Look around, I bet you can count some doors. Think about how many doors are in your house. Doors. You absolutely have to have a door to go from one space to another. If you want to separate and have delineation of here is the bedroom, here is the bathroom. I don't want my toilet next to the bed. And even if I did, let's say you live in New York, you have a studio apartment where it's just one open square space. You know, you're gonna try to partition those places off to say this is separate. This is where we eat. This is where we go to the bathroom. This is where I put my clothes. You are surrounded by doors. There are doors everywhere. I woke up this morning, I had to walk through my bedroom door to the bathroom, go there. And in the bathroom, go into the door that where the where the potty is. Did I just say potty? I haven't said that word in a long time. And then I come out that door. I went into my closet door to get my clothes. I didn't go to the kitchen door to get my clothes. Into that door, get my clothes. Then I come out that door, pass through two doors to get into the hallway. You see what I'm saying? Doors, there are so many. I am the door, Jesus says. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. He was just talking early about his sheep. And the thief and the robber who enters by other places. They come in through the windows, the doggy doors. They'll throw rocks, break the window, and break in. Not our Jesus. He's too, too much of a gentleman. He's a door opener. He says, 
in Revelations, verse 20, chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. He is the door and he stands at the door. He's welcoming us into the kingdom. Enter this way through me. Friends, this is the takeaway. There is a proper way into a home and it's through a door. And today we learn Jesus is the door. If you feel outside, lost, confused, orphans live outside. Orphans do not have a home. Orphans have to break into places, find a place to squat for the night. Not you. Enter by Jesus. You will be saved. And again, I love this part. And you will go in and out and find pasture. Will you meditate on what that means for you to go in and out and find pasture? Going in and out and finding pasture is a picture of freedom. Pasture. This is the only time the word pasture is used in the New Testament. Pasture. Pastures represent the place where you are free to eat. Sheep need to go out into the pasture to eat. They won't eat on the mountain. A good shepherd is always looking for good pasture. And spoiler alert, next week we'll be talking about the good shepherd. It's all inside of chapter 10. Before he tells, um, tells the listeners, I am a good shepherd, he says, I am the door. Because you're all sheep. And you're looking for pasture. Come in through me, and you'll be free. Be a seven to an eight. God wants you to be a person who is free to come and go with good news ready on your feet. With the gospel of peace, we come and go. Listen, if you are a believer in God, in the work of the cross, you are a child of God. He's given you a key. Come in. Use your key. You were handed it when Jesus became your Savior. Now come in and out. But it's through Jesus. If you feel stuck outside the home of peace outside having a full belly you're wanting something out on the streets that you just didn't get at home and that's some of you friends come on 
come into the door. Come in through the door. You are free to eat. He will lead you in the pastures where you are free to eat. Some of you are looking to be fed in places that cannot feed you. Come back to the door. Enter your master's rest. Enter your father's home properly. Doors are the proper way into a home. Jesus being the door is the proper way into the kingdom. Press to an eight for sure. Come on. The door is a proper passageway from one place to another. A door is a proper passageway from one atmosphere to another, from one kingdom to another. If you are outside of Jesus, you're an orphan. You have no home. And when you believe in him, he hands you a key. says, come on in. Come in and come out freely. When I leave my home, I don't leave through the window. I leave through a door. And when I come home with my dry cleaning, full back, or my groceries, I don't call Sophia over to the window and pass the groceries to her. Ooh, I just had a picture. I just saw a picture of fast food passing through windows. Wow, that right there, that'll preach. Right, remember you are free. When he's the door, you will go in and out and find pasture, find places to eat. Isn't it interesting how fast food, they, they pass it through a window. It's a way to keep us moving, keep going. Now here, I'm not, listen, I'm not against fast food. I've had my fair share, but you can't live on it. And if you are getting a meal passed through a window, it's not proper. If that's how you eat, it's not proper. I feel like the Lord would say, hey, at least park your car and go in and sit down and eat. <laughs> Let's start there. If you're in such a hurry that it's got to be passed through a window, it's not proper. It'll do, but it's not the way to live. So when I come home with my dry cleaning groceries, I don't call Sophia over to the window and pass the groceries to her. No. We go in and out the door. When I have guests over, I don't ask them to climb in through the window. Come in through the door. I'll leave the door unlocked. Now I want you to hear this. Some people come to Jesus and enter through the door because he is the door. They come in through the door 
from being an orphan, from being a rebellious spirit. They bow, come to the door holder. Jesus stands there and we say, please let us in. I need a new kingdom. I need a, I need a new life. And Jesus says, come on in. And some people come to Jesus through the door, but then sneak out the window. While some people come through the window and try to walk out the door. It's not proper. Through Jesus, the door, we come and go properly with nobility, with authority. Let me unpack that statement because the Lord told me that. Lisa, some people come through me, but then they sneak out through the window. This is anyone who's in hidden sin. You're in the Father's house, but you're sneaking out the window. Come on, some of you know this from when you were a teenager. Pull back to a seven. Right? Some of you remember, if you're gonna sneak out of the house, you didn't go out the front door. Front door was locked. Maybe you had an alarm. It was going out the window. <laughs> and I remember in my home as a kid, I told you most of the windows were, were like cemented shut. They were so old. But there was that one window that I could rattle open in the dining room. Some people come in through the door and sneak out the window. Is there any place in your life that you're sneaking out the window? And then some people try to come through the window and walk out the door. This is a picture of a prideful heart, a Pharisee heart. And that's what's happening here. Jesus is trying to explain to a group of Pharisees as he has healed a blind man. He's disrupted their, their coming and going. And he's saying there's only one way in. It's through me. He's basically calling the Pharisees thieves and robbers. Because back in verse 2, no, hold on, hold on. Verse 1, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter through the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. There are people who climb into the faith through a window. They haven't come through Jesus. Because when you come to the door, Jesus is standing there, you fall to your feet, you fall to your knees. When we try to come into faith any other way but to Jesus and through Jesus and for Jesus, when we sneak in and then try to go out the door looking like we have some authority, it's improper. We come in and go out through Jesus and find pasture. Just steady movement. Enjoy our last few minutes together. Enjoy it. 
And like a father or a mother that stands at the door, Jesus is the door, he stands at the door, he's a good host of his children, his family, right? Remember, doors are the threshold of in and out of different atmospheres and environments. And when we're in the Father's house, I feel that Jesus stands at the door. You want to go out to work that day? You're going to go out through the door. And before you go, like any good mother or father, <laughs> Jesus, the fullness of God, stands there and says, do you have everything you need? Do you have your lunch? Do you have your warm coat? Do you have your key? You got everything you need? Okay, and then he grabs our jacket, reaches down, zips us up, kisses us on the forehead, says, have a good day. Go. Go enjoy what's out there. I have already set a good day before you. Go find out. Go Easter egg hunt. Just don't forget to come home before dinner. Come home. And when we do come home, Jesus stands at the door and receives us with excitement. When my daughter comes home from school, honestly, probably because she's my last one, this is it. I drop everything and my eyes are set on her. Tell me how your day went. I can tell the moment she walks in with her head is sunk or if she's skipping in, I want to hear it. And that's who our Jesus is. He receives us with excitement, hospitable heart. He is the door. Jesus is the door, the passageway between heaven and earth. He is access to the kingdom of heaven through him and no other way. We come and we go through him, friends. Let it be the rhythm of your day. You slept in the Father's house that night. You got a good sleep. He woke you in your right mind. You get ready for a good day or a day, and you hope it's going to be good. Kisses you on the forehead, sends you out. And when you come home, he's waiting. Tell me how it went. And I love it. Come on. One more idea on Jesus being the door. Doors are universally set up to swing inward if you are outside. Swing inward. Come on in. It's like Jesus is come to him. Come in, press in, and come into the kingdom. When you feel outside, when you feel like you've lost your key, when someone tells you you don't have a key, when someone tries to say anything to separate you from the love and the joy and the peace of God, come home. Press into the door. Press into Jesus. 
and you're in the kingdom. So if doors swing inward to come in, if you want to go out, you have to pull to go out. Biomechanically, it's easier to push than pull. It's easier to push than pull. Our backside of our muscles are weaker than our front. As we spend most of our day moving forward, not pulling back. So I get this picture of Jesus. He's, being, he's easy to enter to. But if you're going to go out, you got to be equipped. you got to be ready. There's a little more work, a little more preparation to going out. Dress yourself. Clothe yourself. Have a plan, a vision for the day, a schedule, what you know your assignment is. Then pull the door and go. Go make disciples. There's more responsibility, responsibility to going out. And that's why you don't go out through the window. And if you're a prideful heart, you didn't really come in through Jesus. Because if you come in the door through Jesus, you lay everything down. Because in the house, in the Father's house, He's going to give you new clothing, new shoes, toothbrush, all the food you can eat. An orphan doesn't come into the Father's house and say, no, I'm, I'm fine with eating crackers for the rest of my life. No, I'm good with sleeping on a sleeping bag outside. Listen, for a while, they might do that. If you, we bring tendencies into the house, this is why church, be patient with one another. We're all being raised in the Father's home. Mature people, be, be patient with the younger. Be patient with people that are healing. But if you see them going out the window, call them in love. Call them. Why are you going out the window? In and out the door. So when, when we go out, a little more preparation to go out into the world in the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? Coming to Jesus. Jesus trying to tell these Pharisees, you have snuck in here another way. Your pride is keeping you from coming to me and I am the door. And anyone who enters through me, they will be free to come and go and they will find pasture. That's really what you're looking for, Pharisee. You want a pasture. You're hungry. You're thirsty. When we're outside the door, press in. And when we are inside the door, in the kingdom, getting restored, getting the rest, getting the nourishment, getting the provision we need, then we are ready to move out. Thank you, God, for this picture of who you are. 
this proper picture of a passageway, the way. Everything moves through you, in and out, into you and out through you. God, give us that single-mindedness, Lord, that we come and go through you. You are the passageway in and out, bringing heaven to earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Changing hand, holding on to your unchanging hand. 